Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good evening, everyone. It is Wednesday, May the 25th, 2022. It is currently 10.31 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from Abilene, Texas. I apologize there. I was starting to lose my voice. It is currently not 10.31 p.m. Central Time on this Wednesday, May the 25th, 2022. Once again, I'm broadcasting live from Abilene, Texas. Now, I cannot speak, obviously, for anyone else. So I can only speak for myself. I can only share with you what is real and what I feel inside now. And hopefully there'll be someone out there, somewhere, don't know if it's in the United States of America, I don't know if it's even in the same state, don't know if it's in the, it may be a different country, I don't know where it will be, but hopefully there'll be at least one or two individuals who what I'm about to share will prove to be extremely helpful and beneficial for them because they may be feeling some of the same feelings that I am feeling on this late Wednesday evening. I'm not worried this evening about, well, does it come across professional? Uh, Do do I mess up this or do I mess up that? I'm not worried about mistakes. I'm not worried about how professional. I just want to to share with you, well, some, some struggles that I'm currently having and maybe a biblical answer for those struggles. And maybe you're having the exact same struggles. I I don't know if you've been paying attention to our world right now, but I'm overwhelmed by the death, the destruction, and the evil. I'm just overwhelmed by it. And the more I look at it, I'm overwhelmed by, I'm overwhelmed at my own wickedness and my own evil. It, it is, I, I'm, I'm looking at the world and I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm overwhelmed by it, but it just makes me realize my own frailty and my own sin and my own evil. And it's just all so overwhelming. Let, let me just, let's walk through some of this. You obviously are very aware of the war happening in Ukraine with Russia invading and people are being slaughtered, people are being killed, there's death, there's destruction. It, uh, the stories coming out of Ukraine, they just seem to get more and more dark, more and more evil, and those are human beings created in the image of God, being murdered and being slaughtered for what? For for political purpose, for, for a country to gain something, for, for, for what? Like, you just, it seems so senseless. It seems so just, why? Why is this happening? And so at at the very beginning of the war, I was following it closely and listening and listening. And finally, I just kind of got over overwhelmed by it. And it just got so dark and so discouraging and so depressing. And the next thing I know, I found myself listening to less and less and just going on with my life, 
go, go worrying about my issues and my difficulties and my troubles or my things irritating me. And I'm like, how can I so easily forget the pain and suffering of people in Ukraine? How can I just immediately forget that and then just start focusing on what I need to do on, on one way? In one way, that's the only way we can live. And the uh, and another way, it, it, it does it show the lack of true compassion and 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 a callousness and a coldness within me. So that bothered me. And then the next thing you know, well, a tragic mass shooting happen, happens in Buffalo, New York, where ten people are shot and killed, senseless murder. Because of racism. And then you see the evil of racism, hating people, simply because the color of their skin, simply because of where they're from, simply because of their background. And, and, and you just see how horrible it is. And then you watch all of the reactions to it where people slide over into conspiracy theories and this and, and turn and start making it a political statement. And you're like, there's 10 people dead and we can't even grieve and, and be bothered by that. No, we have to start looking at it from a political standpoint. And it just shows the callousness and the deadness in that. And I, and I was broken and I was upset about that. And before I know it, I'm, I'm turning. I'm turning my attention to other things, and then while I'm, I'm moving on and moving past that, then boom, the Southern Baptists release their absolute apocalyptic report of sexual assault and abuse within the Southern Baptist co- Convention. The cover-up, the just horrific, horrendous, horrible, just tragic and the stories oh wow i mean the one story that just keeps coming back to me is the 14 year old raped by her pastor and then she she has to confess to the church because she's pregnant but she can't tell them who the father is i mean what what kind of just utter evil it's just and i and i just once again i'm i'm, I'm bothered about the you know, the world, there's murder and war and death and destruction. And then even inside the church, there is just sin and evil and 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 cover-up and hypocrisy. And then I realize my own sin and my own failures and my own frailty and my own wickedness. And I'm like, what, what do we do? And then while I'm still trying to process that report, and I was having a hard time even trying to process the report from the Southern Baptist Convention. Then right here in Texas, what, 80 miles from San Antonio, Texas, a young person walks into an elementary school and kills 19 elementary school students, just children slaughtered. For what? Why? How come? And I'm just, once again, oh, overwhelmed with with everything not knowing what to say not knowing what to do it's just there's just an overwhelming sense of just like a not just a darkness but a darkness that you can like literally feel a darkness that just weighs on me just like weighs on me and and can't even like I can't even try to explain to you the utter just discouragement and depression I feel. It's like the world is a mess. The church is a mess. There's death, destruction, sin, and evil inside the church, outside the church, in me, in you. It's just what do we do? Where do we go? Just not even knowing what to say. Not even, I'm going to be honest with you, not even wanting to pray. 
not even wanting to pray about anything, no, just almost wanting to just scream. And, and, and Psalm 130 verse 1 comes to mind, out of the depths, I call to you, Lord. Lord, listen to my voice. But out of the depths, I call to you. Out of the depths. And I feel like that I'm definitely in the depths, that I'm in, that I'm so far in the deep that there, that I, all my only hope is, well, is if God doesn't hear me, I'm going to drown. I'm going to be overwhelmed by it. And the more I started thinking about it, I started thinking of the idea of biblical laments. Biblical laments. And I just started doing a little, you know, scribbling some things down. And then I came across an article entitled Biblical Laments, Prayer Out of Pain. Prayer Out of Pain. And I know it's a late Wednesday night. I know most people won't be listening at, at this late hour. But I thought we would at least explore some of this. We won't finish it, but at least just, just to just consider, like, what do you do when, when there's so much pain and suffering? And I know that even many in the world and, and, and even I, I, I don't want to hear thoughts and prayers about any of this. I don't. Because it just seems so cliche and frivolous and empty and vain. But there is a, so in a, in a roundabout way, I, I don't want Christians going around saying thoughts and prayers to anyone. But we, this is a time not to be telling everyone thoughts and prayers, not throwing out our little cliches, not trying to act so righteous and, and godly. This is a time for, I think, Christians to, to fall on our face in repentance of our own evil, our own apathy, our own sin, our own hypocrisy. And if we're going to pray, this is the time to go to the prayer closet. This is the time not to be making a show of ourselves. This is this this is the time where there needs to be some serious, just self inspection, self reflection, some time spent in the closet on our on our face and sackcloth and ashes weeping and mourning and lamenting for what everything going on around us, in us, in the church, outside the church. So I'm going to consider some things written here about biblical laments, and we'll just take it apart, and we'll go from there. I want you to listen carefully, all right? At a certain time, a country was under attack by an assortment of Middle Eastern peoples. The crisis was acute and its leader called the people to prayer. Now, this general description may sound painfully similar to things that's happened in recent modern history. But in fact, the theme in question was about 850 B.C., the country was the biblical kingdom of Judah. The enemies were from Ammon, Moab, and Edom, today all a part of Jordan. The leader was the Davidic king Jehoshaphat, and the prayer he called the people to, and I quote in the translation they offer, we are powerless before this vast multitude that comes against us. We are at a loss what to do, hence our eyes are turned Toward you. 
The prayer they were called to was a prayer of lamentation. It was a, it was a lament. Second Chronicles 20, verse 12. If I said Second Chronicles 22, I apologize. Second Chronicles 20, 12. I'm going to read it from the translation that I have here in front of me, just because it's the closest one to me. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 12, we read these words. Second uh, Chronicles chapter 20. Yeah, uh, I, li- I like the way it's written here. Okay, Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 12. Our God, will you not judge them? For we are powerless before this vast number that comes to fight against us. We do not know what to do, but we look to you. We don't know what to do. We don't know why. We don't understand. We don't know what to do, but we look to you. We don't understand how your sovereignty works in times of all these horrible tragedies. We don't know where you were in light of all of these horrible tragedies, whether it was in the church, whether it's in Ukraine, whether it's in Buffalo, New York, whether it's here in Texas. We We don't know any, there's so much we don't know. We just don't have answers. We don't, but all we can do is look to God because if we don't look to God, where do we look? Do we look to politics? Do we look to our own devices? Where do we look? So he he calls them to a prayer of lamentation. Lamentation is a prayer for help coming out of pain. Lamentation is a prayer for help coming out of pain. I don't think it's truly a lamentation. I don't think it's truly a lament until the your voice rises from pain. Think of it's like here is the pain and what what comes out of that pain, what comes out of it is a lament. Yeah, yeah you can read a lament. You can memorize a lament. You can pray a lament, but it's not truly a lament. It's not truly a lamentation until it comes out of deep, deep, horrible pain and suffering and tragedy when you feel it. If you don't feel the lament, then I don't know if it's really a lament. You may memorize it. You may say it. You may be able to stand behind a pulpit and say, our world is hurting right now. Let's pray a lament. Let's sing a lament. But I, it's got to be where we feel it. That's when, that's when it's true. But what's so difficult is sometimes in that time of pain and confusion and darkness, where the darkness is so dark that you literally feel it, that that sometimes is a time we don't want to offer a prayer of lament. We don't want to say anything. We don't want to look to heaven. We don't want to look to God. We don't want to pray. We 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 just we just feel like we we just we just turn from it. But that's when we have to turn to it. The pain, the suffering. That's that's where the we have to allow we have to allow that pain to have a voice. See, so many times we're taught, I think sometimes in, in, in church, that that during trial and tribulation, we have to say, it is well with my soul. 
It is well, we, we, everyone loves that idea, loves that hymn. Oh, what a beautiful hymn. His family died. He's, he's suffering. And oh, it is well with my soul. We love that. But the Bible, they don't always say it's well with my soul. They cry out and lament. They voice their pain. They voice their suffering. And I think so many times within the church, it's like, you, you better put on the, 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 everything's wonderful. All things work together for good. Everything's great. And no, we need to be able to, our, our, our pain must be given a voice. And that's the voice of lament. It's a voice where you don't say it is well. You say it is not well. It hurts. There is suffering. There is depression. I don't know what to do. I'm angry. I'm bitter. I'm, I don't know why there's so much death and destruction. I don't know why 19 little kids a couple of days away from their summer vacation was slaughtered. I don't know why women and children were raped and abused and molested in the Southern Baptist Convention and those men covered it up to protect the denomination. I don't know why people are being slaughtered, women, men, children in Ukraine. I don't know why people were shot and killed in Buffalo for the color of their skin. I don't know why when tragedy happens, instead of the church lamenting, we turn to conspiracy theories and politics, and we want to debate online, and we want to argue, and we want to fight instead of crying, instead of feeling. We want to just argue and debate and win another argument. Lamentation, a prayer for help coming out of pain, is very common in the Bible. According to this, over one-third, 50 or so, of the Psalms are laments. Lament frequently occur in the book of Job. For example, Job 3.11. Why did I not perish at birth, come forth from the womb, and expire? That's Job 3.11. He's literally crying to God. Why did I not perish at birth? Why did I not die? Why did I not come from the womb and simply die? Why didn't I die at the very beginning? Why? I, all, I'm, all I'm experiencing now is suffering. He voices that. And, and, and some, in some areas of Christianity are like, how dare you? You're speaking, you're speaking bad things upon you. You better speak positive things. You get a positive confession. You better speak words of faith. No, not this kind of defeatist attitude. You need to show faith. You don't need to question. No, your pain deserves a prayer. Your pain deserves a voice. Not a fake church one, but a real, tangible, true one. The prophets, likewise, cry out to God, such as Jeremiah does. Why is my pain continuous, my wound incurable? Jeremiah 15, 18. Habakkuk, or Habakkuk, my legs tremble beneath me. Beneath me, I wait the day of distress that will come upon the people who attack us. I mean, why, so Jeremiah, why is my pain continuous? And then Habakkuk, my legs tremble beneath me. I wait the days of distress. One whole book, Lamentations, expresses the confusion and suffering felt after the destruction of Jerusalem by the Babylonians. 
We find something similar in the New Testament as well. People who, who are afflicted cry out to Jesus for help. Bartimaeus, uh, the blind beggar, shouts out, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me. Mark 10, 47. Have pity on us. The, 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 the suffering, it, it, we, we cry out in the pain, in the hopelessness, in the helplessness. Jesus himself laments to the Father in the garden, uh, Abba, Father, all things are possible to you. Take this cup away from, from me, Mark 14, 36. In his agony on the cross, Jesus makes his own uh, makes his own words, his own words of Psalm 22. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That's a lament. Take this cup away. Why have you forsaken me? Expressing those words, expressing that pain. Despite its wide-ranging presence in the Bible, we Christians have had, have by and large lost touch with this dimension of prayer. It is something we need to recover. We need to recover the lament. We need to recover it right now. And I ch- challenge you, go, just go through the Psalms and find all of the laments. Just think of anywhere in the Bible there's a lament and make a list. Now, yes, I know each lament has a historical context. Yes, I know it has a textual context. But I want you to take those words of lament. And by no means am I telling you to, to ignore the historical context or the textual context. But I want you to take those words and make them your words. Give your pain. Give your discouragement. Give your darkness a voice. And use those words of lament to express your own lament about the shootings, about the, the Southern Baptist report, whatever it is. What, maybe maybe it's a cancer diagnosis. Maybe it, it's some horrible thing that happened to you. Whatever the lament is, make it your own. Use the laments in the Bible and make them your own to express your pain, your suffering, your confusion, your discouragement, your depression. When we feel blessed in life, when we experience goodness and wholeness, we turn to God in praise and thanksgiving. But what happens when we experience just the opposite? What happens when we are overcome by the presence of chaos, brokenness, suffering, and death? By a sudden sense of our human vulnerability, as in mass shootings, as in even inside churches, women are being abused and raped. Uh, uh, that uh, Ukraine, uh, about all of the financial difficulties and woes happening right now because of the economy. All of the uncertainty and fighting that's going to happen because of the election. All of the just the noise and chaos that you can feel just watching social media for five minutes. What do we do when we feel all of that? When we physically hurt, when, we, when we're physically in pain, we cry out in pain, right? When we physically hurt, we cry. We may even yell. We may even scream depending on the physical pain. If you, if you turn on your oven right now and you touch your hand to it, you're going to, you're going to probably yell. You're probably going to scream. And depending if you, how long you leave your hand there, you will literally cry. Well, guess what? A lament is a is a 
is a spiritual cry of pain. When we hurt spiritually, we cry out in lament. Lament can be described as a loud religious scream, a loud religious cry. And I know we're, no, 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 we need to have faith. No, 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 have faith. Don't say anything negative. No, remember, it is all well with my soul. I'm so tired of hearing it is all well with my soul. It's not all well with my soul. It's not. It's not well with this world. It's not well inside of me. It's not well inside the church. It's not well anywhere. It is chaos and darkness and death and destruction. And all I feel is the despair that comes with it. Now I'm going to stop right there. Because I want you just to consider the laments in the Bible. I want you to to try to find them. In fact, I think you, I I could be wrong. I bet you it's very easy. I bet you it's very easy, and I may be able to give you, I may be able to give you, hang on, maybe I'll give you a list. Well, I'll I'll just give you a couple. Uh, Psalm 13, Psalm 13, I'm just going to give you some, you can just do a search for Psalms of Lament, you can just find them, and I would really want you to just write them down, and just spend this week just reading them and considering them. Uh, There's a basic structure to a Psalm of Lament that I thought about breaking down, maybe we'll do that later, but Psalm 13, Psalm 25, verses 1 through 2, and 16 to 21, Psalm 31, verses 1 through 5, 9 through 16. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back and read some of these again, right? And I think these are psalms of individual, uh, of, uh, individual lament, all right? Because sometimes you either have an a individual lament or a communal, communal or group lament. It's usually, I think there's the two basic categories of how they're broken down. Um, but Psalm 13, I may interrupt... Uh, Sunday school, we may, we, may, we may work on some of this. I may dedicate a good portion of Sunday to this. I don't know. Right now, I'm just so overwhelmed with everything. I, I don't even know what to do. But um, Psalm 13, uh, Psalm 25, 1 through 2, 16 to 21. Psalm 31, 1 through 5, 9 through 16. Psalm 86, 1 through 4, 14 through 17. Those are your individual laments. Those are your individual laments. Okay? Now, here is what would be a communal lament or a group lament. Psalm 12. Psalm 44 and Psalm 90. 
would be your communal laments. Now, there, there may be more laments there, but I, that'll, that'll just get you started. That'll get you started. And I would just just read them. And again, I understand there's a historical context. Please don't, I by all means, if you, if you, you can... Right now, I don't want you to get into all of that. I just want you to take their words, their words, and make it your words to express your pain. I want you to take their words to express your pain. So you you can read what they have to say. Help, Lord, for no one is faithful anymore. Though, in fact, I'm going to read it from a different translation. I'll, I'll just give you an example. I'll give you an example. And go to Psalm 12. Psalm chapter 12. Help, Lord, for no faithful one remains. The loyal have disappeared from the human race. They lie one to another. Now I can take that. Yes, it's got it's got it's a historical context, but I can take those words and I can express help, Lord. Help, help. Help, for there's no one faithful. It feels like the church is unfaithful, including me. It feels like no one is faithful in the world, in the church, anywhere. The loyal have disappeared from the human race. They lie to one another. They speak with flattering lips and deceptive hearts. Lord, me, I'm not faithful. I don't feel like there's anyone faithful. The church is broken down. That SBC report is is evil, horrible, And, and, and Lord... They, they lied and they covered up this horrible abuse. And Lord, what, what evil is in me? Like I, just, I can take a part of that and just use it as a, as a starting point for my own prayer. And you can even write out your own prayer in a, in a journal. You can take the, you can say based off Psalm 12 and you can take it, take the language and use it. Not that we're, not that we're ripping the verses out of context. We're just taking the, the language of lament and giving our pain a voice. That's how, that's very much similar to like, well, right here for my mic stand, you don't see them. There's four volumes called the Liturgy of the Hours. It's how the early church prayed and they would pray the Psalms, taking that language and use it for their prayer. If you go through the Liturgy of the Hours, every month you pray all 150 psalms. I got all four volumes right here. It's my mic stand. And I've talked about the the Liturgy of the Hours multiple times. It's an ancient church practice. You're taking those words and you're giving your your prayer, your, your, your praise, your pain, your anger. You're giving it words, but you're taking it from the from the very pages of scripture. You're giving a scriptural voice to your pain. That's what a lament is, is you're giving a scriptural voice, scriptural language to your pain. And remember, a lament is a is a a real a spiritual scream of pain. A lament is a spiritual a spiritual scream of pain because you're taking the words of scripture. So I want you to go through those Psalms and just spend some time. This is not Bible study per se. This is, here's the voice. Here's what I need. I, I need these words right now. 
because I don't have the words. I don't have the language. I don't. I'm assuming you don't either. And if you need, if you don't feel the pain yet, if you don't feel it today, well, spend some time reading the SBC report. That, that should bring some pain and anger. You should probably find yourself almost shaking. And if that doesn't work, just look up the, the pictures of the, uh, they've, they've got pictures of all the kids who were killed in Texas. Just see them. It's like their school pictures or whatever. And just see these, these little kids gone. And right now there's parents somewhere tonight, probably can't even get in bed, just probably standing there looking into their child's bedroom and they're never coming home. I don't have any answers for them. None. I don't have any answers for myself. I'm, I'm having a hard time. I'm just having a hard time. Hard time with all of this. We'll talk more about lament tomorrow. Um, We'll come back to this. You can email me, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. Thanks for listening to this late night broadcast. God God bless.